back, Bears fans, to this Friday edition of the CHGO Bears podcast. It is Friday, also known around these parts as, well, CHGO Audible Day. That's right, it's time to call an audible with Will DeWitt and Nicholas Moriano as we're going to give you our in-depth game preview of this Week 11 matchup between the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. Can Matt Eberflus find a way to beat someone in the NFC North? Wouldn't that be grand? We're going to break down all all of everything you need to know before this game kind of kicks off. But Nick, it's good to see you. How have you been? I've been good, Will. Um, you know, it's a really good question. Can Matt Eberflus, you know, Ryan Poles, find a way, find a way to win an NFC North division game? That was the thing that Ryan Poles said right off the bat. Take the NFC North and, you know, don't look back. First, you got to win a game in the NFC North. So here's your next opportunity to do so. Well, he hasn't lied yet because they haven't taken the North. So there's nothing nothing to give back. So maybe they're just being <laughs> cautious and calculated of when they decide to actually take the North. But I mean, I know this, Nick, I know you know this, and probably everybody listening knows as well, but it's just really hard to be successful in the NFL if you can't compete within your own division. Obviously, playoff chances are much better if you're on top of your division rather than just trying to fight for a wild card spot. But re- I guess either way, not winning in the NFC North since 2021 is just one of those issues that the Bears need to correct, need to figure out how to do. And it's going to be a very tough week to kind of figure that out against this Lions team. And we'll break down all the reasons why. But yeah, Nick, it's just really difficult to actually be competitive and, and be a team worth rooting for if you can't even you know compete in your own backyard. No, I mean, that's it's very well said. Like they need to start learning how to win these games they need to start learning how to win in general but it does start within division like you said this is a very tough matchup detroit lions are playing some really good football but we're going to break it all down and preview exactly what these bears are up against all right and hey by the way uh, in case you're wondering what is this preview show all about uh, if you're new here we're going to share keys to success on both sides of the ball determine who has the edge share some weekly x factors some bold predictions and a whole lot more and i, I just want to thank everybody for already popping in the chat here i see noah herb torin nathaniel king noah lord crimson it, it's just been already going off and i'm happy people are excited for this game, for this game preview, and this podcast. So, Nick, to kind of kick off this preview show, you know exactly what I'm going to ask you. What is it? Yeah, what's our one-liner, one sentence, however we want to go about it this week. But it's ultra-important um, for me, Will, and there's there's a bunch of reasons why. We talked about within just a division, the Bears finally competing and trying to win a game. But I look at this at a at an individual level for Justin Fields. He has seven games. If he can stay healthy for the remainder of 2023 to, to showcase what he's capable of doing, what he, you know, can prove to his franchise that currently has the number one overall pick and the fifth overall pick. But it's ultra important that, you know, we see glimpses of what he potentially still can be and still can grow to be as, as a franchise quarterback. So that's how I'm going to start it here. Well, ultra important, not just for the Bears, but specifically for Justin Fields. We're going plus ultra over here, over here. I love that. Uh, what's uh, definitely important game. And mine is like the same exact reasoning for your words, but a totally different way of like approaching it from like a, a phrase standpoint is let the show begin. It's a huge seven game stretch for Justin Fields. I know it's been written about, talked about in nauseum all week long about what this 
like stretch of games will mean for him, his career, the Chicago Bears and their future. There's just so many variables at play here. So in, in many ways, Nick, the season, not that it begins this week, but I think the Bears now with like looking where they're at in the division within the conference, looking at what's ahead of them with a very tough schedule. I just think like this is where you're going to start getting answers for your long-term future and how you need to kind of go about your future. You'll get the answers here over the next month, two months. And like you said, it's ultra important. So very similar rationale, just two different phrases, but I think our mindset is pretty aligned heading into this one. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and obviously there, there are three more divisional games on the schedule left for the bears, but this is, this is the ultimate test on the road against the NFC North league you know, Detroit Lions and the first game that Justin Fields is going to be back in four games. So like I said, it starts, it starts on Sunday and I'm really looking forward to seeing what this Bears team and Justin Fields can do. I saw someone caught my My Hero reference. I appreciate it. And he has 11 in his username. So it's just, it makes it 10 times, well, 11 times better uh, to say the least. But all right, Nick, I'm excited to kind of preview this game with you, go through all of our keys. And, you know, I watched, uh, the Lions go up against the Ravens because I want to see like what the hell did the Ravens mm-hmm. actually do uh, to the Lions so I can figure out some answers here. What can the Bears do if the Bears just don't have the same caliber of a team uh, is what I found out. Uh, but maybe <laughs> we can draw some comparisons there uh, as well. And, uh, and of course, uh, what last week, that big showdown against the Chargers from the Lions. But let's begin with our keys to success uh, with the Chicago Bears offense now with Justin Fields officially back and Nick, I'll go to you first here uh, with the offense this week. What's your key number one? Yeah, key number one. I just have it written down here as DJ Moore. DJ Moore is my key for, um, you know, the Bears to have success on offense. And I look last week, you mentioned that Lions-Chargers game. And I look at what Keenan Allen was doing and what the Chargers really did to put him up, to put him in advantageous situations to be successful now he was lined up all over the field he was outside to the left outside to the right they had a motion in the slot and they it wasn't just one particular route you had him go on seam routes out routes quick mesh concepts where you're just finding ways to get him the football and the bears have a caliber a number one caliber wide receiver obviously a lot longer younger than keenan allen but you can get him the ball, and I think this Detroit Lions defense, yes, they are a 7-2 football team, but that defense has still had its issues with trying to contain opposing offenses, and especially you know, a number one wide receiver. So I think in this matchup with Justin Fields back, you need to find to get number two involved early and often. Find those matchups, and it shouldn't just what, – what I was watching with the Chargers, like they always had Keenan Allen on the move. It wasn't some of these stop routes where you're running a five-yard hitch or something like that where the anticipation has to be there. It's more so let's keep him moving vertically or even horizontally and throw in stride. I want to see that from Luke Getze scheming up plays for Justin Fields and DJ Moore just to get him involved. But that's my key number one. Let's see that number one and two connection. Saw it all throughout training camp. You've seen it It spurts throughout this season. Let's see it continue here on Sunday against the Lions. Yeah, I think I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of connection they can just have right from the jump, uh, to be honest with you, Nick. And some of those throws, too, from Herbert, I mean, the ball placement was just incredible. And a lot of it, too, is like Keenan Allen's uh, ability and just his overall awareness of like feeling where his defenders are and where that free space is. And that's something that I think DJ Moore does pretty well himself, wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely. So I think, you know, in terms of what he's, 
what he can do to be successful, DJ Moore has those attributes, has that feel for the game and, and can just find space within a defense. And it's going to be up to Justin Fields, and hopefully that there's not too much of a rust factor. But, yes, mm-hmm. I definitely think that he's capable of doing that, and it's going to be up to also Luke Getze to put those two in positions to make plays like that. For sure. And that's why my very first key on offense is play loose because Justin Fields in this entire offense, they need to get going from the jump because this Detroit Lions team can score a lot of points. And really after missing that past month, Nick, you just said it, but the bears eight need to come out hot B hopefully Justin Fields comes out and he doesn't have like an entire layer of rust, just like draped all over him. Because, you know, if you blink against this Lions team, you could be down double digits. So if the bears really want any chance of winning this game, I really think they're going to have to start fast. And Justin Fields, and we talked about it here at the top, about how important these seven games are going to be for him, his career, his future, and the Bears' future. So that, just talking about it, I feel the pressure. And so you know Justin Fields is going to start feeling that pressure too. So that that added pressure to perform, it just needs to not affect his game, his play here this week. And Again, uh, obviously, the Bears starting fast scoring points will be helpful. It's going to be difficult against this Lions defense that only gives up three first quarter points on average, fifth lowest mark in the league. But the Bears, uh, really what I'm looking for is no turnovers out of the gate. Don't go just three and out, three and out right out of the gate. And if you do that, again, you're really going to be having your backs against the wall. But if the Bears can come out with a good opening script that can result even in a field goal, choose some time off the clock, keep that real dangerous Lions offense off the field, and Justin just looks comfortable, you know, cool, calm, and collected. I think that'll be a, a good sign of what's to come, uh, I think, for not just maybe this game, but also the remainder of this season. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's so natural to go into this game if you're, you know, on the Bears, regardless of who you are on the team, thinking that there's so much high-pressure stakes, like, going against the NFC North leading opponent. You have only have seven games to prove yourself, Justin Fields and every, all the question marks. But I liked how he handled his press conference, kind of, you know, it's, it's a week-by-week week approach, day-by-day. Day. So hopefully he brings that approach uh, to the football field on Sunday. My second key offensively for the Bears, uh, for them to be successful, is just to extend plays. And like mm-hmm. you, Will, I went back and watched that Ravens-Chargers game and – you know, Lamar Jackson didn't really hurt him, hurt the the Lions with his legs in terms of the yardage that he created. When you look back, it was only, what, nine carries, 36 yards, but he just was really comfortable in the pocket. So, again, credit to the Ravens' offensive line for allowing Lamar Jackson to just hang in there. But while he was in the pocket, you know, he's looking downfield, seeing how he can extend plays. And, you know, this is going to be a Bears offensive line, Will, that is probably going to be the healthiest it's been since – Mm-hmm. What the probably the healthiest it's been when you have Nate Davis in there, Tevin Jenkins at left guard, you're going to stick with Lucas Patrick at center. And then obviously you have two tackles, Braxton Jones and Darnell Wright. So there are going to be opportunities, I think, for Justin Fields to hang in the pocket, but he just needs to trust himself and trust the line that things will hold up. We know what happened last time. The Bears went to Detroit. Absolute blowout, 41 mm-hmm. to 10 loss. You know, Justin Fields didn't look very good. There was a lot of pressure. Braxton Jones didn't have – Uh, a very good game in that one. So really it's going to be about extending plays and just for Justin Fields. So I think use his legs in this one. You look at the two losses Detroit has, it's Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, it's Geno Smith and the Seahawks, both guys that can, you know, get outside, do things with their legs. Again, both those matchups, they didn't have a lot of rushing yards. 
And then this last week, really competitive matchup with Justin Herbert, who's also capable of getting outside the pocket. So I, I like what Justin Fields can present, the issues he can present when he gets outside the pocket. Yeah, and I have some co- contradicting thoughts that I'm going to share with you a little bit later, uh, but I really like what you kind of threw down there with moving the pocket, using your legs. It's a weapon of his and if you're not utilizing that weapon properly and keeping it in your back pocket like you're just not going to be as effective or as dangerous as you potentially can be and with this lion's secondary that i've noticed is if you have time you can find open receivers Mm -hmm. downfield and you can find time by staying in the pocket with good pressure or if that pocket does collapse moving out and then finding some more. So I I think it's going to be something that the bears need to find a balance, which is a perfect segue to my second key, which is to stay balanced, but also aggressive. I want to find like that perfect marriage, that complimentary kind of approach here to this game going up against an opponent, the lions score about 27 points per game. This is six most. So when you're thinking, Oh boy, like that makes you sweat a little bit. So you're going to probably feel like you need to be a little bit more, aggressive with your offensive attack push the ball down field a ton go for that home run ball maybe more than you would ordinarily but if the bears do that i really believe that would be a mistake the bears should really still strive for balance in this game like they have and like they should most weeks the lions rushing attack they are the third top running defense in the nfl they only allow about 80 yards per game on the ground but we know the bears We can run the ball. Khalil Herbert, he's healthy. Nick, you just mentioned Justin Fields. We've been watching Deontay Foreman tear it up here a a little bit as well. And that offensive line getting healthier should only allow the Bears to run the ball even better. You know, you bring out Cody White here. You put in Nate Davis. Again, the offensive line just continues to get better. And on top of that, I just don't want this game to go strictly through Fields in his return. I, I think, again, it goes my first key with the added pressure to perform. The offense striving for balance would probably be the best way to set up Justin Fields for success. And then when you are balanced and you're staying balanced, I want to see what you talked about with those DJ Moores. Take some of those shots. Be calculated with your aggression because the Lions, they're going to allow some chunks through the air. And if you give a quarterback time, you can come by that pass rush. I mean, we talked about what Herbert and Allen did. Why not Justin Fields and DJ Moore? Why can't they have a similar game here? Now, I'm not saying 200 yards and a couple touchdowns, but I'll take like a buck 25 and a touchdown from this duo here this week. But we also saw what they did uh, against the Commanders, you know, a month and a half ago. Like it is possible you know you have Cameron Sutton in the secondary Brian Branch Jerry Jacobs if you get a DJ Moore on any of these CBs one-on-one I I like my chances I I really really do so I want to see the Bears take some shots but I also want to make sure they don't lose the balance in the process that's really all I'm asking for with this key this week no it's a really good one Will and you know the Lions love to play a lot of man coverage so they'll ask those wide those those cornerbacks to you know, go one-on-one with regardless of who that wide receiver is. So, look, I like the matchups that DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney would potentially have in this game. So it's going to be about the offense staying balanced, like you said, and explaining those matchups. And it kind of falls into my third key. I was talking about extending plays and DJ Moore, the passing game, but you need to have an efficient running game. You talked about mm-hmm. the stats with the Lions and how good they've been, you know, containing opposing teams' um, rushing rushing attacks. So, the Bears, it's not that they they need to run all over the lines. They just need to be efficient when they do so. And it looks like uh, it hasn't been officially reported yet, or, or the Bears haven't put it out there yet, but it looks like Khalil Herbert will probably be back for this one. You wave Darrington Evans. 
yesterday, which is unfortunate. I had a really long conversation with Evans like two days ago. <laughs> the next day he gets waived. I'm sure he'll be back on the practice squad, but uh, it looks like that's probably going to be the, the next move the Bears will make. So you'll probably get him back. You have Roshan Johnson. And then we'll see with Deontay Foreman and the injury that you know he has. But I think the Bears ideally would love to run the football so it can set up those things mm-hmm. I was talking about you know, earlier with the shots of DJ or just extending the plays, but you need to have, you need to have the threat of a rushing attack. And if you could just be efficient when you run, run certain plays, you got to stay ahead of the chains with, with this team, because although the Detroit Lions haven't been the most effective at getting at quarterbacks, anytime Aiden Hutchinson's on the opposite side, you have to watch out and we know what, what that guy is capable of doing, but you got to be efficient with the rushing attack. And, you know, that's what the bears regardless of who's been up front for this offensive line, they've been pretty good at that, Will. So I want to continue to see that in this matchup on the road. And again, if they can do so, if they can at least keep the Detroit Lions defense honest, mm-hmm. that, that can that's going to, I think, bode well for their favor. One thing I really like that I saw, I believe it was Baltimore uh, against this Lions defense, what they were able to do was not just play action and like playing the action of finding your wide receivers down the field, but it was play action and allowing your tight ends to like chip and release. Mm. Or even if they were staying in as an extra blocker, then releasing. So you have Hutchinson right over there with Darnell, Wright. So if you had Cole Komet engaging in a block, which Cole is a really good blocking tight end, engage in a block, you know, you give them two seconds and you can slip, you know, slip out into the flat or even maybe just right there in the middle of the field. Those, those are plays I think the Lions will give you. And the Bears would be very remiss if they kind of missed on those opportunities. And one other creative one that I liked from Baltimore uh, was that play action quarterback sweep that they kind of ran where like everyone sold mm, it. Yeah. And it's a play that like, we've seen the Bears run a ton where it's just like straight up power to the edge with your QB. We've seen the Bears do, do this with fields a lot. They do it. The Lions defense totally bites on it because it looks like a run. And, and then they just were able to just, throw it over the top. And so you can kind of counter the lion's aggressive nature with some of those plays on the ground, but only if you stick with the run and you stay balanced and you're effective, like you just said with your key. So that's a really, really good one. My final key for the bears on offense, I'm calling it hot pocket, which is just pretty much you need a win within the pocket. And again, like I know you talked about, let's get Justin Fields on the move, move the pocket, allow him to use his legs a little bit. And I totally, totally want to see some of that. But at the same time, if the Bears are going to win this game, I think Justin Fields is going to have to show you that he can win within the pocket. It can't always be a rollout and a throw. And sometimes you just have to drop back, make your reads quickly, and just get the ball out. That's something with like the Baltimore game. Like early on, Lamar's moving, the pocket's moving, and he's getting these quick little easy passes. But there's also a handful of throws where he's just doing a straight drop back gives it two, three seconds, and is able to find a soft spot in this defense over the middle. And I kept seeing that middle of the field get exposed over and over again. And Justin Fields, seeing what Tyson Bajant was able to do with his offensive line getting healthier, and what I mean by that is Tyson was able to stay in this pocket, make his reads, and and find guys downfield. I think Justin can do the same, and I understand that when he was out there last time, this offensive line, they're playing at a lower level. So like that trust factor may not be there, but he really needs to just find a way to get comfortable in the pocket and make those appropriate throws. And if they do that, then I think it allows your key to be very effective when that, when you actually move the pocket, then things can get even more effective because if that's the only thing they do, 
and you struggle in the pocket, I just feel like this offense is going to struggle as well. So for me, that's why I want to see Justin Fields be hot, but within the pocket. No, it makes complete sense. I think that'll make him more effective when, you know, Luke Gessie does call those design rollouts and play action passes. But yeah, the Lamar Jackson, what he was, you know, doing most of those big plays, I would say, well, just thinking back from my rewatch, it was from within the pocket. It was him just kind of bouncing in there and trusting his own line. And that's going to be the thing to see if Justin Fields coming back. Is that trust there? And again, the offensive line is in a better position than where he last played. So it's going to, it's going to, it's a big game, obviously huge game for Justin Fields to see where he's at mentally. And then just obviously being able to process and deliver. So, and it's exciting too. I know a lot of people are, I think, excited about this matchup, even though, you know, the Lions are a very good football team, but we have to wait and see what happens on Sunday. It's, you know what, uh, you said it, so we may as well just acknowledge it. Like the fact that it's November 17th and you actually said that the Detroit Lions are a very good football team is a testament to them. And I know in the off season, like there was a lot of hype and I think they're backing it up. And, you know, we told, like, we kept saying like, you know, Lions are going to lie and they need to prove it. I think they proved it. I think they've earned some respect here. So I'm glad that you were able to kind of dish some out uh, here on this show, but let's take our first time out. And then on the flip side, we'll do our keys to success for the bears defense. Uh, but I just want to make sure that you knew that it is black Friday savings time at Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake as one of the top selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories and all month long. You can save big at Ray Chevy during their black Friday sales event, where you can choose from over 100 Silverados in stock. The perfect tailgate vehicle, by the way, But that's not all. You can get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payment until 2024. And I know everyone loves the word free. And that's why this uh, you'll get this month at Ray Chevrolet at Fox Lake, a free oil change. And all you need to do is mention CHGO when scheduling your oil change. And it's a Black Friday offer that you don't want to miss, but you have to schedule it by November 30th. So just don't procrastinate. Go get some free oil. It's just maintain your vehicle. And you can also buy with confidence with the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price that you pay when you go into the dealership. In many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership saying things like, you know, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? And in most cases, the answer is going to be no. And that's when the dealers will kind of raise the price on you saying that the price included, you know, they had limited rebates that you actually just don't qualify for. But at Ray, that's just not the case. The price you see online is just the price you pay with no add-ons or hidden fees ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price lower than you see online. So visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com to get your Black Friday savings. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. I have to go check out Ray Chevrolet, you guys. And you also, well, you have to check out Varsity Coolers. And if you need the perfect bag for game day, you guys, Varsity Coolers will have you set up game day and beyond, honestly, with the best portable cooler and weekender duffel around. Um, Guys, these double as a cooler because they're waterproof and double insulated and a travel duffel. And if it's in a golf cart, so if you're big into golfing, you take it there. Or as a carry-on luggage, um, you know, honestly, if I were to have my, you know, awesome varsity cooler bag, I'd, I'd use it as a gym bag because, one, it looks awesome. I know everyone would ask about it, but it's a perfect Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday gift. 21 teams are represented, so they're perfect for any football fan in your life. And, you know, it's built to show up in style to a party or repping around the town. And like I said, gym bag. 
Um, you can wipe down the insides in there and you know keep it nice and clean and presentable. But you can head over to varsitycoolers.us and use code CHGO at checkout for 10% off your order. All right. Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano here. Of course, you're listening to the CHGO Bears podcast. I'm sure you know where you are. And this is our weekly in-depth game preview episode. And it's time to kind of share our keys to success for the Chicago Bears defense. And I'll begin here on this side of the ball. My very first key for the Bears defense, penis on the screen, perfect timing, is win the trench battle. The Bears, hey, you know what? They found some pass rush against Carolina. Three sacks, nine quarterback hits. And look what happened. They were able to get off the field on third down. The healthy secondary, they were able to make some plays on the ball. They had some sound coverage throughout the game. But now, of course, that was the Panthers offense. This is the Lions offense. And hey, they're just two entirely different cats. <laughs> All right. And the Bears get it. Lions, Panthers. Yeah, you got it. Nick, it took you a second. But the Bears <laughs> got a taste of what it looks like of when you actually can apply pressure. And I hope they want more of that. Now, the Lions this season, they've done a very good job of keeping Jared Goff clean this season. That's been a big reason why he's been so successful. Sixth lowest pressured quarterback this season on a per dropback basis. And you better believe that Jared Goff, he feels safe. He feels comfortable every time that he drops back. And on top of that, and we've been covering Jared Goff for years, uh, back when the Bears and the Rams were kind of like you know rivals mm -hmm. for a little bit here, but... He loves to get that ball out quick, and that has not changed whatsoever. He loves throwing to the middle of the field within 10 yards. He loves to, They love to utilize the screen game. The Bears just need to keep finding ways to disrupt it. And the Lions, they've also been tearing up opponents on the ground with their rushing attack. They average about 140 yards per game on the ground. That's the fourth most in the NFL. And they also have the fourth most rushing touchdowns this season. And this is because, well, they have three very talented running backs. I mean, you look at... I mean, you just look at Gibbs's speed when you're watching these games, Nick, and you just like hold your breath because you're like, why? You just feel it. Like you can mm -hmm. feel his game changing speed as soon as he has the ball in his hands. Like you just see, like he just moves at a different rate than anybody else on the field. But another reason why they're able to be so successful keeping the quarterback clean and running the football, of course, is that offensive line. They're playing at an extremely high level, and that's despite some injuries, a little bit of shuffling that they've had this season. Penny Sewell, I mean, he's as good as always. His matchup against Montez Sweat, I think, is going to be a lot of fun to watch. But you have center Frank Ragno, guard Graham Glasgow. I mean, they're all playing very well, and I think they're going to give this Bears defensive line, defensive tackles some trouble. So Dustin Jones... Andrew Billing, Trevon Dexter. I mean, they're all going to be challenged, but the, they do need to win these matchups if the Bears want to win this game. I, I feel like if you're looking at that line, Jonah Jackson for the Lions is like the one favorable. And I'm going to use yeah. that word lightly here, matchup for the Bears. Uh, I'm going to get more specific into maybe some of the extra wrinkles here uh, a little bit, but this Lions front and trench like they're just so good uh, at creating rushing lanes, protecting the quarterback and the bears. If they want to win this game, you know, games are won and lost in the trenches. Brandon shout out. Uh, that's going to be my key here this week uh, because it's a huge matchup against a great opponent uh, when it comes to the offensive line. I think I also saw right before I went live that this week PFF has the lions ranked offensive line. Number one in the league. That doesn't surprise me at all. They have been balling out and you see the rushing lanes that some of these guys had. It's, it's, it's been significant. And, you know, my first defensive key for this one is just contain those running backs. 
And I'm really highly, I mean, I'm really specifically looking at David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs because mm -hmm. they both present different style stylistically what they can do. But look, David Montgomery's having a fantastic season. You guys, 106 carries 501 yards, 4.7 yards uh, average. He's got seven touchdowns and you saw the run that he had last week against the chargers. Like that was, look, it was beautiful getting up to the second level, making that little cut to go to the left side. That's, that's dangerous. But like what Jameer Gibbs can also add to the passing game. We've seen running backs in the past, Austin Eckler, you go back to the first matchup with green Bay, Aaron Jones, what they can do mm -hmm. to these linebackers. So a guy like Jameer Gibbs and it was uh Berganzi, the linebackers coach for the bears who say kind of reminds me of Alvin Kamara. I remember having those same exact comps to him when we were just watching him in the, in the pre-draft process. Um, but that's definitely a guy you have to watch out on the perimeter. But with that offensive line, I mean, they, those, those are two guys that are completely capable of running between the tackles and getting a significant amount of yards, making it a lot easier on Jared Goff. So you have to find ways to contain these running backs and to stay in front of them. What's going to be huge, um, I think this week will, and we'll see what Friday's injury report has, but Frank Ragnow, the center, on Thursday's practice, he was a DNP after Ooh. being full on Wednesday, and it says toe slash back. So something to monitor, and I'm sure we'll get the, the Friday injury reports here in a little bit, but if he's not able to go, like that's going to be significant, I think. What do you do? Get stepped on and fall down? Like I'm trying to think how you hurt your toe and your back. I get to go yeah, from a full like, to like toe and a back combo. <laughs> Unless you try yeah, to like kick a, someone's ass literally and like oh pull the back muscle and hit his toe on some hard muscle. Like, oh, that also hurt. I don't know. That's, that's an interesting combo. That surprised me. However, it happened. Um, you know, if you're not healthy enough to go on Sunday, they have bigger picture things going, you know, for the rest of the season. If he needs to take a game off, I'm sure Bears fans are not gonna complain. No, absolutely not, you know, not one bit. I think, too, um, between Penny Sewell and Ragnow, uh, this season combined, Nick, combined, they have allowed only three quarterback hits and zero sacks all season long. Like, no wonder why they're ranked number one. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. No, they've, they've been balling out. And, again, it's Jared Goff getting the ball out quicks always going to help your offensive line, regardless of how good they are. Like that makes them even better. So they have a good combo going on, on offense. And that's just, again, the rushing attack that we talked about. One question I wanted to ask you too, real quick, because you mentioned David Montgomery and the good season that he's having. Is this the David Montgomery that when you were mocking him to the bears before the bears drafted him, that you were hoping to actually finally see like over the years that he was here in Chicago? I always thought he was capable of doing what he's doing now in Detroit. And look, where there he definitely had games and spurts throughout seasons when he was with the Bears, but you're seeing, you know, that Iowa State running back that was breaking tackles, getting big chunks, just doing it all. And I'm, you know, I'm happy for David that he's, you know, on a successful team and doing his thing. But yeah, that's that's what I saw. And, you know, it was fun still getting to watch him play here with the Bears because he gave it his all in. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's gonna be a little extra motivation on Sunday, Will. <laughs> yeah, uh, without question, David Montgomery, uh, I'm sure uh, will not forget, uh, you know, every, you know, leaving and going. I mean, he went to Detroit for a reason, maybe. Who knows <laughs> that we can play us twice a year. All right. My second key here for the Bears on defense. Stop the screens. And hey, you know mm -hmm. what? You know, we talk about the Bears screen game and how it's ineffective. The Lions may be the best screen 
team in the NFL this season. I, I don't know how to figure that out if it's not, but just watching this team and their screen game. I mean, they've just been busting big games all season long. They have so many dangerous playmakers uh, that is effective here. You have Jameer Gibbs, which again, fast AF is what I put down in my notes. <laughs> uh, you have Amon Ross St. Brown, Khalif Raymond, David Montgomery, all of the players that I just mentioned this season average over 11 yards per catch on screens for the year. Wow. Like, like you're catching the ball at or behind the line of scrimmage and you're at least gaining 11 yards. You're moving the chains like every single time. Like, so, you know, like they're not just calling them at the right time, but they're executing the big reason, you know, you have the playmakers too, who are really good at like their vision, making guys mm -hmm. miss, but really this entire offense, offensive line, they're getting out to space. They're finding and engaging their blocks and they're just playing as one unit. It feels like a collective just effort to make make these screenplays look as effortless uh, as they do. And the Bears on defense this season, uh, uh, maybe even last season, uh, they have that tendency to over-pursue to the football just a little bit. That aggressive nature, you know, kind of, you know, attack downhill. And teams we've seen take advantage of this lately with some counters, some play actions that turn into screens on the opposite side of the field, and then they have the numbers advantage, and then the opponents get a big game. We've seen that a few times here. So the Bears defense, keep your head up, keep those eyes peeled, be disciplined uh, with your gap integrity, and just make sure that these sorts of plays don't happen this week. We need big stuff to stop these screen games. You need to see Kyler Gordon, Jaquan yep. Brisker to kind of come up here and blow these up. You know, Gordon helps at that edge, blow up blocks, Brisker fly down into the box to get involved, and I don't have doubts that either of these two guys will do just exactly what I said. And the linebackers, TJ Edwards, Jack Sanborn, who I know is dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury. You need to be able to pursue quickly, get out there before they get out there. Don't allow that huge wall to get in front of you. You need to blow it up beforehand. So for me, the Bears defense should also try to find a way to operate as one to stop these screens because they're coming. Like I'm telling you, we're going to, you're going to see a handful of them and they're very creative on how they look. Like there is a, like a nice little play action action here you see there and you're like, Oh, it's going to be a play action, like kind of like a tight end screen right in front. Nope. We're going actually back to the middle of the field and we mm -hmm. have blockers in front here too. Like they have plays within plays. It, it's really impressive, very creative and very hard to stop. So try to your best to stop them. Yeah. They've, they've been awesome on offense. Fun to watch too, to be completely honest. So definitely going to be a challenge for this uh, bears defense, how they can make things easier going with my second key so they get some interior pressure, Will, and mm -hmm. I think some when you look back at some of the plays that have been unsuccessful for this Lions offense and their their passing attack, even their their rushing attacks, like there's been interior pressure from the opposing defense, and whether they brought blitzes or defensive line were able to win their one on ones, that's how they've caused it. But I go back again to the the one blowout loss that the Lions have had this season to the, the Baltimore Ravens. You saw that a little bit more frequent in that game. And, you know, I think maybe the game getting a little out of hand, it maybe can also add to the reason why that's happening, but it's going to be super important for the bears to, to find ways to win those one-on-one -on -one matchups. And, you know, Justin Jones, who I know a lot of bears fans are, I guess, up and down with in terms of, you know, him and getting more snaps over a guy like Javon Dexter, like he had a pretty decent game last week against, or I guess that would be two weeks ago against the Carolina Panthers showing some stuff, being able to win those one-on-one. -on -one. So you need to see that when Zach Pickens getting gets into the the mix you need to see that as well because you talked about it well there's so many playmakers for this mm -hmm. Lions team like Sam Laporta the rookie tight end he's balling out right now a lot of things over the middle of the field 
You got to be able to stop that. And the quick hitters to Amon Ross St. Brown winning those matchups. So the way that you get Jared Goff off his his game, and we saw it way back in 2018 when Vic Fangio's defense is doing it. It's that interior pressure. When they had mm-hmm. Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman kind of doing that to him. He's a way better player that now than what he once was when he was with the Rams. But like any quarterback, you can get those one-on-one matchups, win instantly inside. And I think Montez Sweat does help you with those interior matchups just because of the focus you need to throw that way. You do that, you're going to impact Jared Goff. Now, we haven't seen consistency from the Bears' pass rush, but another game with Montez Sweat I think helps. Mm -hmm. He definitely had his impact felt against the Carolina Panthers in that Thursday night victory. It seemed like at the first play of the third quarter, Will, it was so funny. The, the Panthers were like, nah, we're not going to have you apply pressure to our quarterback again. Tight end and the tackle were like, we're going to double team you. Dude's still running towards the sideline, tracing after Bryce Young. Hilarious. But he has that kind of impact, and I think that can trickle down for all of the offensive linemen, how they got to play their guys because of just the impact one guy can make. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, 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 that's why I said towards the top, like, they got a little bit of a taste of what pressure does to an opposing offense, how it makes your job easier on defense, especially that secondary's job. So they need to find a way to get it done. And I even saw, I think it was the Ravens on their defense, they're a very aggressive defense, sending in some mm-hmm. extra blitzers at you know some different times. And the Lions did struggle with that a bit. And that's what a good reason why golf and the Lions got off the field early and got down so quickly is because they had a key time, like third down blitz with a cornerback coming off the left tackle and golf didn't feel it and then, you know, get hit. And I know his ball security in that game too is a little hit or miss. So, mm-hmm. Hey, that's another reason to find a way to get pressure because that football can get coughed up and the bears have been really struggling leading those takeaways on defense, like takeaway or two here coming off of pressure, whether it's an interception or maybe a fumble, with golf, like that can change the entire trajectory of this game. But hey, you know how I feel about interior pressure too. Like it just makes you panic. It's right in front of your face. Like I like it. <laughs> That's a really good key. My final one, I'm calling it watch the seam. But the more I prepared throughout my morning and kind of went through my notes one more time, it's going to be more like watch the middle of the field. Now I'm going to start this by saying that the Lions are going to run the ball a lot. And, I, and even though like the Bears defense is a stout run defense, the Lions averaged 30 rushing attempts per game, which is the fifth most in the NFL. Like they're going to run this football. They don't care about who's in front of you uh, at all. Like they're going to stick to the run. I mean, was that last week? Was that a fourth and five they ran on and got fourth and five and they ran the football and they were able to move the chain, stay on the field. So like, they're not afraid uh, of running that football whatsoever, but what what are the Bears going to do when they run that football ton? They're going to suck up a little bit. They're going to stack that box a little bit. And that's exactly what Detroit does, because when they do that, then they're going to use play action and they're going to hit you over the top. Uh, I saw that, you know, big, long touchdown from Sam Laporta last week down the seam, which is a reason why the key was name. Let's watch the seam. But then I remembered watching this Bears-Lions matchup with you at Soldier Field last year. And I'm like, let me rewatch a few things. And it's those crossing routes, those dig routes from Amon Ra St. Brown that killed the Bears last year uh, at Soldier Field when I was there with you. And I'm sure it happened in the following game as well. Uh, but this is like one I saw with my own eyes. And it's just like, no one's around this guy for six, seven, eight yards. And it's just like, all right, I'm going to catch it six yards down the field, but you're not going to touch me until I get 15, 20 yards down the mm-hmm. field. Like that's a, that's a problem. So the bears just need to watch the middle of the field. 
Uh, if I look to, I think when he was targeted over the middle of the field and it was 10 yards or more, this is Amon Ross St. Brown this season. He's caught all but two of those targets and has over 200 yards receiving. So like the middle of the field is where he does a lot of damage. And I mentioned Laporta's. So again, like this, the bears need to just pay attention to the middle of the field, nothing easy over there. They love to operate, like try to move the linebackers from their spots and then hit them right where those linebackers should be uh, right in the middle of the field. So for me, watch the seam, watch the middle uh, of the field when it comes to this Lions passing attack. And just saying this, Nick, and we're putting all of our keys together. Like, okay, you got to watch the screen game on the exterior and the quick passes on the exterior, but you also have to make sure you're protecting the middle of the field. And now I'm starting to understand, and the running backs that we mentioned. So now I'm starting to understand why this Lions offense is so damn difficult to stop. Yeah, they, they present a lot of problems for opposing defenses. And, well, my final key is exactly what you just said. I have protect MOF, <laughs> middle of field. It's, awesome. it's an issue. It's um it's something that the Lions like to exploit. Go back to the Chargers game. Look at some of the big plays just to Amon Ross St. Brown that happened mm-hmm. over the middle of the field. So it's going to be something that this bear is secondary. They need to be – you know, one communication wise on the same page. We got a chance yes yesterday to talk to some of the Bears um assistant coaches. And I was talking to John Hoke and just asked him, you know, how have you seen Jaquan Brisker and A. Jackson kind of impact the secondary? He said, communication. Those two guys know how to communicate and relay it to everybody else. And there haven't been a lot of opportunities this season where you've seen both starting safeties out there and what they can provide for everybody else in front of them. So it's gonna be you know, paramount for, you know, Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker to have everybody on the same page coverage wise so that that middle of the field isn't as open as we've seen in previous games and what the Lions have been trying to exploit and have capitalized throughout this entire season, really. So um, the last matchup that the Bears had at Soldier Field, you know, Jalen Jones was banged up, I think, for that one, got got beat on some of the plays, but I know he's looking... To, to bounce back after that matchup. And, you know, there are some quality guys uh, on this Lions offensive, you know, t- uh, just on the offense that can really win those matchups. So middle of the field, well, it's going to be an issue. And if the Bears can just – they don't have to win the matchup every time. That's that's asking for way too much. But if they can be on the better end of some of those bigger plays and, you know, at least affecting Jared Goff on interior pressure and throwing him off, then, you know, you have you have a chance in this one. But you got to protect the middle of the field. Yes, you do. And I see Herb is starting his bold prediction a little bit early. Let's call it. Bojack gets a pick on Sunday in the middle of the field. M-O-F. Love it, Herb. Love it. That's a good bold one. Prediction. But I like how you and I, like, I was like, oh, I got to watch this one thing. And then it comes to this bigger thing. You're like, yeah, well, I'm already ahead of you. Uh, and we're <laughs> aligned on it. I appreciate it. Just for that, I'm going to give you a fourth key on defense, uh, which is this red zone defense real quick. The reason is the Lions are 24th in the red zone on offense. Like they're not good uh, in the red zone in terms mm-hmm. of executing and putting it in to the end zone. Their efficiency again is like the eighth worst right now in the NFL. But the problem is the bears red zone defense has been, you know, ass pretty much all, all year, to be <laughs> honest with you, Nick, it's been that bad. Like as I, I don't need to sugarcoat it. I mean, they're like 30th and they've been like 32nd. Like it's not getting much better, but in this game, if you can keep Detroit to some field goals on drives and with that, that they reach the red zone in, that's a great way to keep yourself in this ball game because I don't want it to be, I expect it to be rather 
high-ish scoring, especially for a Bears game. Uh, but at the same time, like you don't want to be playing catch up or being, you know, allowing the Lions to score touchdowns each and every time they get in the red zone because they move the ball a lot. So you need to settle mm-hmm. for some field goals to have a chance in this game. All right, let's move on to our second timeout. And then on the flip side, we'll get into X factors and who has the edge. And let's go ahead and get into this second break. And I believe, Nick, you're up first. Yeah, I got to tell everybody about Empire Today. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right products for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, you know, they're going to have copycats, you guys, but they can't beat Empire Today on the quality service speed. So they advertise low-quality products that they simply won't carry and they won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that we wouldn't put, we wouldn't trust to put in, you know, there. So what's cool is they keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection with Empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutions. What will they leave out for you know selection for is important as to what they put in and what's cool they have this uh virtual floor designer which is a great way to see you know how new floors will look in any space so it's easy you just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in whatever room that you're trying to you know upgrade using empire today and you can schedule a free in-home estimate today all listeners can receive a 300 and $50 off discount when they use that promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. I'm going to let everyone know here about Circa Sportsbook. It's obviously, we've been talking about Circa for a while here on CHGO, and I just want to give you some of the highlights as to why I believe you should be using the Circa Sportsbook app. First of all, they have those tight money line splits in that low hold model games. They strive to be at a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike those other sports books that may use like a minus 115 or a minus 120 split. Circa Sports keeps as little money as possible on those large market bets like futures, golf tournaments, especially compared to other books. They have those uh, you know high app limits. They don't limit those players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits. Unlike some other books who do limit winning players, which is good for you uh, good bettors out there. And we encourage bettors to download and explore all other betting apps available. That way you can compare for yourself and see why Circus Sportsbook really is the best. And on top of just their app and their models and everything like that, they just have tremendous customer service. There are real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolves issues in a timely fashion. Unlike the other books that use chatbots, all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sports book at Circus Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So what you need to do here today is just download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois dash app. That is again, circusports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. And if you or someone you know have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. You can also text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. All right. Let's get into uh, our X factors of the week here, Nick. I decided not to even try to get too cute for this one, to be honest with you. Um, I think I'm going to actually let you go first because I always have that in my notes that you should actually do this one first. So people have to wait to see why Will wasn't being cute with his. Yeah, I'm curious now, but my uh, X factor for this week is just explosive plays, you guys. And 
I look at, you know, the Bears on offense, what they have actually done. They're they're tied for seventh in the league in, in terms of explosive plays. 66 of them, 42 rushing and 24 receiving. And, you know, the Bears have the second most explosive runs behind the Ravens. And we talked about earlier, the Detroit Lions. They've been really good at limiting the explosive or just runs in general, the efficiency, the yards for opposing teams. So that'll be an interesting matchup. And Detroit offensively. 71 explosive plays, 30 rushing, and 41 receiving. So, obviously, we, we talked about this Lions offense. present a lot of problems. But defensively, too, the Detroit Lions defense has only given up 37 explosive plays with 29 uh, passes over 20-plus yards and only eight rushes over 10-plus. Wow. So, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a really interesting matchup with the Bears and how many you know explosive runs they've had, second most in the league versus the Detroit Lions who have given up the least amount of explosive runs. And then, you know, the Bears defensively, 45 explosive plays, 29 passes given up, but only 16 rush. So I think this is just going to be an interesting matchup because explosive plays change games, right? And if the Bears can limit and obviously get more of those, they're going to be in a good position to win this game. But explosive plays, well, watching that in terms of the Bears can stop them and also create them. That's going to be my X factor this week. Wow, well, that running one that you mentioned, it's like that classic uh, unstoppable force versus the immovable object. So that'll be a... Uh... And you know, that was a promo for, it was Bears, Rams, Jared Goff was a quarterback. I remember that promo, like, you know, the unstoppable yep. force versus the immovable object. And we know who won that game. It was the Bears. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, memories. The good ones, actually. Good good, good, good Bears memories. And, and take those when you can. Uh, so thank you for bringing that to my attention. My X Factor uh, is a matchup here this week, and it's going to be Darnell Wright versus Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, again, I'm not going to overcomplicate it. This is by far the biggest matchup, I think, for the Bears uh, here on offense. I just want to give a shout out here to Darnell Wright. Over his last three games, he's allowed zero sacks and zero quarterback hits. That's a very clean, especially comparing his first seven games where he allowed five sacks. Uh, so that's, uh, I think, pretty pretty good turnaround here for Mr. Darnell Wright. Now, Aiden Hutchinson, top three pass rusher in the NFL in terms of his pressures, 52, but only four sacks. So he's not turning a lot of those pressures into sacks right now. He's just not finishing, but he's still really affecting games, affecting quarterbacks. Now, we all know Darnell Wright has had some very tough matchups this season, but the one that compares closely to Hutchinson when it comes to like pressures is Max Crosby about a month ago in Week 7. And overall in that game, I thought Darnell Wright did a pretty solid job overall. Only one sack allowed, no additional hits, and that was one where we talked about it as a matchup. I watched that game unfold, and I'm like, all right, hey, you know, Max Crosby, he did make his impact felt, but it wasn't like he ruined or wrecked the game there for mm -hmm. the Raiders. So I, Darnell Wright needs to have a similar outing here this week against Aiden Hutchinson. And if the Bears just want that offense to operate on schedule, be in rhythm, Wright, again, needs to win this matchup. And one thing about Hutchinson, too, is like, I mean, the move that I love that he uses is that rip move that he has to just yeah. get those arms off of me. And it's that, you know, he's strong as well, Hutchinson. So he's able to rip right through offensive tackles, get to quarterbacks. That's a great one uh, that he has in his repertoire. And then something else that I saw too against the Chargers that I just feel like is going to come back this week. So the Bears going to watch it is a stunt that he ran going mm -hmm. over the right tackle. And then he came back to attack the center. And I just feel like the Lions will love to get Aiden Hutchinson with a full head of steam 
looping around and then meeting Lucas Patrick right there in the interior. Just just what I would do if I was the lion. So I feel like that's coming back. So I just watch for that kind of that loop stunt as well. That's a very favorable match if they decide to do that. Uh, you talking about Aiden Hutchinson real quick and you know what you like from him. There was a funny video going on where if you watch him sometimes when he rushes, his arms kind of go up like this. And they're like, have you ever noticed that Aiden Hutchinson looks like Waluigi? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's rushing. I could not get that out of my head when I saw it, but he does have those long arms, long body, but he's also, you know, just stout and strong. But watch him. He kind of will remind you of Waluigi. Hopefully it looks like more like Waluigi and not Aiden Hutchinson on uh, Sunday. Yeah, I, I saw that one too. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> oh my God. Whoa. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, exactly. All right. Let's uh, get into uh, who has the edge here, real quick. I'm up first. I got that Bears passing attack with Justin Fields returning. Uh, and that Lions pass defense. Now, this one is tough. Uh, and actually, I think mm-hmm. all these were more difficult than I thought they would be. But the Lions, they allowed the seventh lowest completion percentage. But other than that, I think their pass defense, when you just look at numbers, is pretty average. They're 20th in yards allowed per game. But I also think teams are passing on them a lot because they have to try to keep up with that Lions offensive attack. Uh, they also allow the fifth most passing touchdowns. They're 21st in sacks, 14th in interceptions created. So I feel like, I don't know, just... Maybe because I watched the Chargers and the Ravens go up against this defense. I'm like, you know what? Why can't DJ Moore and Justin Fields do enough to be effective? And that's all I'm looking for here is effective. I'm not saying they're going to have a 350, 400-yard passing day, but I feel like they're going to be able to move the ball effectively. So weirdly, Nick, I'm going to give this this edge to the Bears. It's Look, that the Lions defense has given up you know big totals to a bunch of teams already so i i don't have an issue with that but i agree oh thank god i was nervous <laughs> all right what about you nick you got the bears rush attack and that lions run defense this is you know strength on strength i'm I'm glad i didn't have this one yeah this one's this one's really tough and i'm, I'm factoring the justin Fields factor or the potential of justin fields being able to run in, in this one will and I know the, the Lions, they've been really stout at, at just stopping opposing rushing attacks. And the Bears have been really good at running the football. And this is going to be the best version of their offensive line. I'm giving the edge to the Bears here. A what the hell's happening? 50, 51 in, 51 out, uh, pulling a Matt Eberflus here. But I'm going to do it. I'm giving the, <laughs> the edge to the Bears. And what? Okay, this is trending in you know a certain direction. Look, the defense, I'm sure, will will break things up. But, yeah, I'm giving it to the Bears here. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Nick, because I got the Lions rushing attack and that Bears run defense, which is just like what you did. But now it's on the <laughs> other side of the football because the Lions, again, fourth best rushing offense, the Bears, second best run defense, and they have that really good offensive line, great running backs. But the no one's been able to really run on the Bears so far over the last month plus. Like, why would that change? And so in my notes, I put push. And I did never pushed. And I, I can't. I'm not going to do a push. It's who has the edge, not is it someone has the yeah. edge or a tie. You know, it's not part of the game. But I'm going to give it to the Bears run defense until they prove me otherwise, knowing, knowing that it's a hell of a matchup for them. This is going to show you if the Bears run defense was – a little bit of luck, uh, a little bit of the opponents you're playing, or are they actually a really good run defense? So 
for a team that I've always said with this category, you know, they have to prove it to me. And I think they have enough. <laughs> Going to give it to the Bears, which thank God you have Lions pass attack, Bears pass defense, right? We can bring us home a little bit, bring us down to earth. Yes, we're going to bring us down to earth. I'm going to give this one to the Lions here. Um, even though I, I do like the Bears having their full secondary, I think that's going to help. But like the Lions have just been awesome, you know, passing the ball. And regardless of who they're throwing to, like Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, I mean, he's been on fire with calling plays. And whether it's a screen game like you were talking about earlier, Will, how effective they've been there, hitting the middle of the field with regardless if it's Laporta or St. Brown, they've been great. So I'm going to give that edge to the Lions and still 3-1 of edge, which seems very, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I screwed that one up with the, the Bears rushing attack against, you know, top unit in the, the Lions rush defense. But, hey, just because they have the edge doesn't, doesn't mean anything. No. We've, we've done this no. before. It doesn't. <laughs> It's funny. You feel like you messed up. I feel like I messed up. So maybe it should have just been a lion's clean sweep. <laughs> but I feel I'm proud of us, though, for feeling, I don't know, looking at it and seeing some of the positive restraints and some potential avenues to, like, I guess, have an edge. But whew, that that that's not how I expected <laughs> that one to go, uh, to be honest. And I was close to giving the Lions rushing offense the edge. But once you gave the Bears offense the edge I'm like i can't ration it and also give it to the Lions. so look at us go um let's that deserves a timeout honestly <laughs> like <laughs> timeout let's recollect we're, we're getting a little bit uh we're getting a little bit out there um so we'll take a break calm down come back and do some predictions uh, but i want to let you know about foco foco just literally has the best sports gear around and Right now, it's the holiday season. I'm sure everyone's doing their holiday shopping, and it's the perfect time to go to foco.com and just kind of stock up on Chicago Bears merchandise and, of course, any other team merchandise, whether it be Chicago. And I know a lot of Bears fans don't live in Chicago, so if you're fans of like other networks and other teams, like there are merchandise for them too. Uh, so definitely just go check them out. They have everything that you can ever imagine with the logos on them. Like, I mean, they have like the bibs that I've always talked about. Now I saw like some Christmas, like uh, Christmas tree ornaments and other holiday themed merchandise memorabilia. So this is a really great time to maybe stock up on some merch, but also, hey, you can deck out your house uh, like they have decked out our set just in time here for the holidays. So go check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use promo code CHGO and it's going to unlock you 10% off your order at foco.com. Again, promo code CHGO, 10% off. Got to check out FOCO, but you also got to check out CHGO and become a diehard, you guys. We have podcasts and live shows on literally every team every day post game shows so regardless if the bears lose on sunday against the detroit lions or if they somehow pull out a victory you're going to want to be there in the post game show to hang out with a bunch of bears fans venting or celebrating whatever the, the result is and again we get we have premium written con content here for all of our members at allchgo.com the website looks awesome thanks to our guy will dewitt here you also have 20 percent off all events and dope merch for all the teams and Look, there's a free shirt when you even become a member. So right when you be sign up, boom, whatever shirt you want, you can get in. There's a members-only Discord, and you can hang out with a bunch of, uh, you know, Bears fans, whatever fans. And diehards, again, you get an additional 20% off if you're watching Black Friday and Cyber Weekend discounts. Just, mm -hmm. you know, keep that in mind as we're kind of, you know, approaching the holidays here. And if you're still watching Black Friday, up to 50% off these shirts. Come on. 
Like that's such a great deal. You have to, you have to capitalize on, on these uh, deals when you get the chance, but you also just to become a, a part of the community that, that is built up here at CHGO and you're still watching. We, we have hats now too. So <laughs> you can become a member and you get a free shirt and you can rock a hat. Like, come on. Like it, there's so many perks to becoming a diehard. So definitely check us out and help support local journalism and, you know, people like us who, you know, grew up doing this as, you know, a little bit of a hobby at first, and now we're doing it professionally. So we appreciate everyone who's already a diehard, and we're looking forward to everybody else who joins. A little bit of a hobby. A little bit of a... A little bit of a hobby is definitely a second job. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, uh, but it all worked out. I'm, I'm glad and proud of our efforts to get there. But yeah, I mean, the fact that right now, if you sign up to be a diehard today, and then you got your free t-shirt, and then next week you can get an additional 20% off our shirts that are going to be up to 50% off. Like you can rebuild your wardrobe in a very cost effective way. And if it's any incentive, uh, Nick, I don't, I know you probably don't know this, um, but this is actually the one year anniversary of when we released the diehard program here today as well. Wow. Uh, so we have a bunch of people who signed up a year ago today. So I want to say, Hey, happy anniversary to those diehards. And they should be as soon as uh, when depending on like the time of day in which they signed up, They'll be getting an email here today with a discount code for their second free t-shirt because they renewed. And so they're going to be getting free t-shirts right ahead of the sale. So definitely go to allchshow.com slash join diehard. And that's going to give you all the reasons on top of everything we already mentioned, if that wasn't already enough. Uh, and we will look forward to welcoming you to the family. All right. And by the way, thanks for the shout out on the website stuff. It's been a lot of work and I know I don't talk about that portion of my job on here a lot but i appreciate that uh very much thank you got you all right you got it all right listen we already saw like we're already in an hour and one minute somehow something about bears lions divisional matchups get us in a mood to want to talk about football so it's time to do our bold predictions here for this week and they're going to be bold uh at least on my end nick you know i've stepped up the level of boldness here i think this season compared to other years i don't know if you're feeling it i'm feeling it and my first bowl prediction, I got two. Um, and I'll do one, and I'll hand it over to you, and then I'll finish with one. It felt like, um, I don't know, not really too bold. And then you gave me the stat about the Lions' defense and how they limit runs, and they've only had eight runs that went for 20 or 10-plus this year. So the fact that I put in my bold predictions that Khalil Herbert's going to have two rushes of 20-plus feels <laughs> extraordinarily bold. Um, but I'm going to stick True. to my guns on that one. So, yeah, I have Herbert and his return – and I feel like Khalil Herbert, always underrated, always coming and making bigger gains than he's ever expected to do. Two runs of 20-plus here on Sunday. I love it, Will. And, I, again, we're thinking very similarly here. Uh, my bold prediction for this one, and we I talked about earlier how these dual-threat quarterbacks have kind of given the Detroit Lions some issues, but they haven't really hurt the Lions in terms of the yardage on the ground. Justin Fields is back, and he's had a, you know, the last two games that he's played the Detroit Lions, had some big runs on him. I'm thinking, looking at his rushing stats for the season, his longest run, you guys, 20 yards? 20 yards against that? the Denver Denver Broncos? Nah, I mean, I, I think Justin Fields can easily rip off a 60-plus a yarder in this game, and my poll prediction, Justin goes for 100. 100 rushing yards against the Detroit Lions and is able to exploit some of these edges. Again, bold prediction, but we've seen him do it before. And, you know, the last time they're at Soldier Field, what do you have? 147 yards of two touchdowns. 
So Justin Fields, over 100 yards rushing in this one. Bold prediction. And again, it's one of those things where, like, I, I mentioned earlier, if you would have told me here on November 17th, that the Lions, like you said, they are a good football team. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad we're giving them the respect. But if you would have told me a year ago that, hey, a bold prediction is going to be Fields is going to run for 100 yards in the game. Like, I was like, what? Like, he's he's running for 200 yards in the game almost by himself. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's just interesting. And he told us the last year, he's like, I don't want to keep doing this. And, and I think yeah. we've seen a little bit that, of that here as well. All right, my last bold prediction real quickly is a parlay bold prediction. Uh, like, meaning there's bold predictions within bold predictions. Uh, we have Darnell Wright is going to hold Aiden Hutchinson to no quarterback hits and zero sacks. And... Montez Sweat gets one sack and one quarterback hit against Penny Sewell, who's only, again, allowed one quarterback hit and zero sacks so far this season at right tackle. That That's bold. That's bold. Penny Sewell has <laughs> been freaking awesome. But yes, hey, that's yes. what this segment's for. Bold predictions and go out there. And obviously, we're not saying this just to put, you know, stuff out. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, some research involved in it, but they're bold predictions for a reason. So let's go. Have them all come, you know, to fruition for the Bears and Bears will win this game. God, uh, I think I, I saw your tweet earlier, so I don't know if you're trying to get ahead of yourself here, but I did see your tweet earlier about putting in your game pick here for the week. And I know the article is actually up on our website. I did not get to look at everybody's picks before we went live, uh, but I'm curious what that game pick is going to be. But before we get there, we're going to do a quick, like quick, quick, quick round of over-unders here and I want to do Jared Goff over under one and a half touchdown passes. Uh, we're taking the over on that one. Same line for Justin Fields, one and a half. Mm, we're taking the under on that one. What about Justin Fields passing yards over under 205.5? First game back, 205.5. We'll go under. Okay, what about Amon Ross St. Brown receiving yards over under 84.5? That one has a chance of being over. We're going to go over on Amon Ra. DJ Moore, 63.5? We'll take the over. And then I feel like Lions is probably over, over, over. Sam Laporta, 45.5. Mm. Taking mm -hmm. the over on that as well. All right, let's do some quick rushing ones. It's because we talked a lot about the ground game for both teams. David Montgomery over under 49.5. Oh, let's take the over on that. And then they, they don't know what the heck's happening in the Bears' backfield because Justin Fields is the only one. And you already said you're taking the over because it's only 48.5. So you're obviously taking the over because of your bold prediction. I'm taking the over on that one. Yeah, for, yeah, I'll take over on Justin Fields rushing. All right. And then how about here? One more receiving for uh, Jameer Gibbs. 25.5 yards receiving. I feel like that's a low for him. Like one screen and... That's that's it. Yeah, I, I've taken over on that as well. All right. That was, that was a quick over-under here, but we need to get into our MVB. And I, I know sometimes people in the chat are like, what? why MVB? I don't know. Tradition. We've been doing it for eight years now. Most valuable bear. Better than most valuable player. We're, we're talking about the bears here. So MVB it is. I'll go first here. I'm going with Montez Sweat as the most valuable bear for the Chicago the Chicago Bears, obviously for the Chicago Bears here this week. That's why it's MVB. Uh, but to, uh, to be honest, 99.9% .9 of the time when I make my MVB choice, it's what I expect to happen. This is like the one time I feel like I'm actually doing what I want to see happen. Like I want to see Montez Sweat be 
MVB, the most valuable bear on the field here this Sunday. Like if he can prove that he can take this matchup against Penny Sewell and turn it into like, I'm not going to say an advantage, but like he can make a key pressure or two or a key player two against probably the best right tackle in the NFL right now. I think that's going to prove why we traded for him, why we paid him the money that we did, or if he can just get a pressure that turns into a turnover, maybe open up some of the other guys. Maybe he's the one doing a little like twist stunt and gets over the center and makes some of that interior pressure, which was a key of yours there, Nick. I don't know. I just want to feel this impact. I want to sweat a little bit. So for me, I'm hoping Montez sweats the most valuable bear at the end of the game. Uh, I know it's a really difficult matchup, but we paid him to win all of the matchups, not just the easy one. So Montez Sweat is my prediction there. What about you? Yeah, well, I cheated. I cheated for this. I put Justin <laughs> Fields as my MVB. I did. Um, I know. It's something that we usually don't do, but, you know, we talked about it all the way at the top how important this game's going to be, and he does need to play well. And not only just this game on Sunday, but throughout the remainder of these seven games to, you know, give the Bears a discussion of, you know, what to do at the end of the season and with their draft status but Justin Fields I think he has a matchup with the Detroit Lions where you know last time they played it was not favorable at all for that entire team Chase Claypool had the blow up you know blows up uh. on the sideline there that happened there Justin Fields uh you know doesn't have a great game blown out in Detroit a bunch of stuff happening but MVB finally did it cheated because he's back for the first time in four weeks Justin Fields has to be that guy if the Bears are going to have a chance in this one. Yeah, I like it. And honestly, like we could probably take off the disclaimer of MVB minus Justin Fields for a while because I think there were even games before he got injured where, I mean, it wasn't like the clear and obvious answer uh, that it would be Justin. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to do it. So I don't think it's cheating, Nick, but I think it's optimistic, uh, which I appreciate. I saw Rock Howard in the chat. They uh, said, these guys think that Sewell's the only great offense lineman we have. Like, I guess he missed the whole portion when we were like praising the entire offensive line, like in earlier of, the, of this episode. But don't worry. Yeah, we know. Fan. Makes sense. Yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. All right. Let's go uh, do our game picks here. Uh, I'll go first. And uh, to be honest, we've talked about this game. I, I wish it was more fluid, um, but I know we put them and we wrote them in on the website, so I can't change it. But I have Lions 28. Bears 21. Uh, I, again, I don't know if I need to go in and rehash everything. I just feel like the Bears will be in this game. I just don't think they will finish this game, maybe. It maybe comes down to the fourth quarter and fourth quarter execution. But uh, regardless of the fact, the Lions are a very good football team uh, on both sides of the ball. We've talked about that. Despite the fact the Bears somehow had the edge in our game, <laughs> advantage 3-1. to one. Uh, I, I feel like the Lions will find a way to get it done. Uh, the Bears need to prove, I think, that they can beat teams like the Lions before I can say they're going to beat teams like the Lions. Uh, so for now, I'm going to say it's the Lions. Uh, but you better believe that in my heart uh, that I do want the Bears to win this game. Uh, I'm not sitting there trying to tank that last position or that last pick. Like, let Carolina do that work for you. We have plenty of football left to be done over here for Chicago. And I want to see some good football. But for now... Uh, the Bears lose. Uh, they cover the spread. I don't know if there's any consolation prize, but 28-21. What about you, Nick? Yeah, well, uh, if you see our guy Herb Howard in the chat, he has Bears 24, Lions 23. And this one can come back to bite both of us. But in my <laughs> prediction for this week, I have Bears 27, Lions 24. And here's look, you have to go to the All-CHGO website, too, to, to see all of our, our game predictions. But literally in the first two lines, I'm doing it. The stats... And overall direction of both these teams say I shouldn't. 
I'm taking the Bears. And look, you look at, you know, what the Lions have been able to do this season and, you know, how dominant they've looked. And you look at the opposite end of the spectrum with the Bears and how poor they have, you know, performed in some of these games. And yeah, should be easily the Lions should win this game. But, you know, there is a, there is a certain factor with Justin Fields coming back. The, the Bears defense has improved. They've stopped the run. Maybe they, maybe it's just their week against the Detroit Lions at Ford Field. Hey, Darnell Mooney never lost that at Ford Field. He, he wants to keep that trend going. He didn't play last year because he was injured. So oh, it, yeah, well, yeah. Well, he so lost. He he's on the Bears. He the play. Bears lost. He I don't he care. He still lost. He's still lost. He's on this team. Not how but okay. <laughs> but he was he was really he was he was joking when he said that. So 27-24, but I do think it will be close. And, you know, hopefully it's close. But And I think, um, you know, that could be the turning point. Like, the, the Lions winning last year, that 31-30 to game against the Bears at, at Soldier Field, that was their turning point. They went on a winning streak um, mm-hmm. towards the end of the season. And then, you know, obviously that carried over into 2023 and see where the Lions are at now. Not saying that's going to happen for the Bears, but, if, man, if you can – you could beat the Lions, the NFC North leading Lions – at home or you know at their home like imagine the what the trickle down effect that is for not mm-hmm. only just these players but the organization itself so 27 24 bears insert the jerry seinfeld i like the way you think gif because <laughs> i like that uh, that parallel that you drew there like this could be again like it's not like likely but it could be that stepping stone a, a similar parallel path for the bears and not that every team's trajectory and path is the same, but you can at least hope. And, and I think that's a great way to look at it. And now that we're a minute 13 and a half in, I can say, you know, all Justin Fields needs to do, Nick, is channel that inner, inner Mitchell Trubisky, you know, the lion slayer himself. Because that's that's <laughs> what he can do. I guess, like That's the one thing he did. He can beat the Detroit Lions. Now, I think the same Lions team that we have here today. Uh, but still, uh, I wasn't going to say it earlier, even though it popped my mind like 10 times. Uh, I really bit my tongue, but it still kind of spewed out here. Now, at the end, my confidence meter, by the way, uh, pre-show is 3.8. Now that we're pretty much done with the show, I think it bumped up like a 4.5, Nick. Not going to lie. Hey, that's that's what we're here for, uh, to you know raise the, the spirits uh, of Bears fans here and kind of talk about things and break it down. But uh, mine is literally a 5.1 because like, realistically if i were to probably if i were to do this 10 times you guys and picking this game nine times out of ten i pick the lions but today it just so happened that the bears uh i have them winning this matchup but we'll see in the standings too i think i haven't seen our, our uh you know our article yet on all chgo but i would imagine i'm probably the only one maybe jake flanagan picked the bears i know jake maybe jake, maybe jake played, did maybe maybe yeah. but uh could be a leg up but we'll see <laughs> All right, uh, let's just call this an episode. I know we ran a little longer than usual, but it was a great show. I thought our football talk uh, here was top-notch to end this week. I uh, really appreciate all the work you put into these shows, Nick. Uh, you know, I obviously try to do my best to, to do the same here, and uh, and we have the Super Chat to make sure we uh, acknowledge here. We'll acknowledge Anthony. Keep up the great work, guys. Favorite team of sports media out there. Really appreciate that. I'll be joining the Diehard soon. Everybody nice. hit that like button. Great advice to hit the like button. Great action that you're going to be going on here too about joining the diehards. And again, great time if you want to stock up on all these discounts here heading into our Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales. Again, up to 50% off all of our shirts, 
Uh, and then on top of that, diehards will get an additional 20% off, as they always do. So it's a great time to be a diehard here of CHGO. And don't forget, we have this watch party coming up here at November 19th for this Bears game at Uncle Bud's in Oak Lawn. Go check out Carm, Greg, and Adam Hogue there for the watch party at Uncle Bud's at Oak Lawn. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. Uh, definitely give us a like on your way out. We would really appreciate it, but we will see you here on Sunday for all of our great Bears content on game day. Nick, safe travels to Detroit. We'll catch you up later on. But until then, bear down, Chicago.